Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell. And we continue to bring you the latest information on COVID-19 and its effect on all matters affecting family law before, during, and after divorce. It's one of those issues in which uh, I think every aspect of family law has been touched in some manner. And so we wanted to continue to bring you uh, some of the Cordell and Cordell attorneys from around the country. And we go back to New Jersey. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Good morning, Scott. How are you doing? You're doing well, thanks. So we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a topic that I know we covered in some of our virtual town halls about relocation or uh, a parent moving out of state. But before we get to that, I wanted to go ahead and, of course, mention that it's not an attorney-client relationship. Don't take this as legal advice. I'm only licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia, and Michael, New Jersey. And, you know, you're listening and watching out there, and you're in another state, and your particular facts and circumstances will dictate a, a different result, a different uh, piece of advice. So again, this is meant to uh, stir you to go seek a consult. You know, if you need a consult, you can reach out to us at 866-DADS-LAW or find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. We're available via telephone and virtual consultations and where possible and where appropriate in person, you know, in some uh, areas around the country. But of course, health and safety is our priority first for you and for our employees. So let's get into it, Michael. We want to talk about relocation. That's a, you know, a topic that I know I talked about with um, uh, in the, the, the town hall where we discussed some celebrity divorces where someone had picked up and went to Oklahoma. And I, I, we talk about relocation and, th and that question that I guess that word implies maybe a, a number of different meanings when you and I can sit and ask that question. But maybe isn't that the first question guys should ask themselves? What is this? Is this a permanent? Is this a temporary kind of, you know, maybe that's the first question they should ask. I, I absolutely agree, Scott. I think that I think that there are different implications depending on whether the move is intended to be a permanent move or whether it's travel out of state. Certainly, with, with dealing with COVID nineteen and shelter in place orders, I mean, we have, I think we all know people who have who have opted to leave home for for a variety of reasons. Maybe one parent is an essential worker and they're still working at the moment. So I think figuring out and identifying exactly what it is that's going on and what the intention of the other party is is critically important because your response is going to be different potentially depending on depending on that information. Yeah, and I think it was Gwen Stefani. I think that was the divorce, if, it, if memory serves me. She picked up and left California, went over to Oklahoma because she owns a ranch with hundreds and hundreds of acres. And I guess the facts didn't really dictate, it didn't suggest that that was a permanent move for her, but that would be, as we're suggesting, find out, is this something, are you just going because it's isolated, because the chances of COVID exposure are decreased? But I mean, there are all kinds of uh, issues related to that, including custody rights. And so I guess guys should communicate, number one, if they're not divorced or they are divorced, communicate with your spouse or ex and find out what the situation is. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think communicate, find out what the situation is. Uh, one thing that I, I always caution clients is be careful in your communications. I mean, I think that depend, depending on the circumstances, you always want to make sure that you're cordial, that you're, that you're polite, that you're respectful in your communications, uh, particularly if they're occurring over text message or email, understanding that that could potentially be used against you at, at, at another point in time. But I think you absolutely want to communicate, try to figure out what's going on. At that point then, you know, as we, as we indicated, the course of action may be different depending on that. And, and as you brought up, Scott, 
certainly there are, if it's a temporary move, there are still implications at play. There are, cust there are custodial rights, there are implications with your parenting time potentially. Um, are you gonna get makeup time? Are you gonna continue to have you know, FaceTime chats with the children? Um, you have access to the courts right now as well, and I, I will probably talk about that as we go along. But I think, yes, identifying you know, what the intent is, whether it's temporary, whether it's permanent, and then, and then developing a, a strategy and a course of action from there is imperative. And it really varies state to state. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, even we covered Bruce Willis and Demi Moore last week in our virtual town hall. And I, that would almost qualify as a relocation in the state of Missouri because you can't even move across the street or down the street or in a different subdivision in Missouri uh, that affects custodial rights, choice of school. I mean, so there are guys right now, we know, they, either they picked up and they've left or you know, the spouse or the mom. Um, and that's really, I guess, the first, we kind of figure out what's the plan of action here. And, and if they're divorced, it would be obviously pull the decree and their judgment and review it, right? At, absolutely. Take it. Take a look at whether it's a property settlement agreement where you've memorialized the, the parenting plan or whether it's a, a separate document. Take a look at the custody order. Um, I'm, in addition to New Jersey, I'm licensed in Pennsylvania as well. I can tell you Pennsylvania requires, as a, as a matter of course, relocation language in, in their custody orders. So there is specific language in there that will that will dictate what, what is to happen in, in the event that one parent is looking to relocate. To your point with uh, you know Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, I think you know in Pennsylvania, for instance, an intrastate move like that, even across Cross county lines may trigger relocation at that point and I can tell you from experience judges are loath unless there's a compelling justification if it's going to significantly impair the, the ability of the other parent to continue to exercise custodial time so absolutely first step take a look at your take a look at your custody order take a look at the language written in there um, and then and then consult with an attorney yeah I mean I think that that language that you may see that I'm familiar with at least in Missouri uh, even though other states like where I'm licensed in Illinois and Georgia have similar things but one is you know they shall not relocate the red the primary residence of the child without consent and I mean it's pretty strong language and they have to provide written notice and then there's kind of this waiting period where you know dads may have a number of days sometimes in states it's 30 60 or 90 days before mom can relocate so in that communication we talked about really at the at the front of this podcast really i guess they should lay out certain things like one hey my understanding is maybe you you moved or you know can you tell me as you suggest in a very cordial way but outline some things like what's going on hey i'm missing out on my, my visitation you know trying to make arrangements you know to to get that back don't you think i mean that's what the that communication should outline and it should be in writing right I, I absolutely agree with with all of that. It should absolutely be in writing because you may need you may need to refer to that down the road at some point in time. I mean, the other thing is, and, and I talk to clients about this all the time too. You're oftentimes you're playing you're playing the intermediate game, but you're also playing the long game, right? And so I, I understand it's somewhat counterintuitive. You know, you're in a situation that may be new to you. You may not you know understand. You you don't want to rock the boat necessarily. But at the same time, you know, the, the longer you go without without identifying what's going on and without taking action or preserving your rights in the court the worst it could potentially be for you. So I think, you know, the takeaway is absolutely communicate it first, figure out what's going on, do it in a cordial manner, do it in a written manner so that you have documentation down the road that if necessary, you can present in the court. And then ultimately consult with an attorney because if, if whether it's, you know, a temporary move that's going to impact on your custodial rights or whether it's intended to be a permanent move for, for work purposes, to get closer to family, whatever the case may be, the longer you wait, the more implications there are going to be potentially for you, and it may be more difficult for you to um, 
to, uh, to, to obtain a result that would be desirable for you. Yeah. And I think what's important, as you suggest, it's consult with an attorney. And, you know, one of the, a few weeks ago at our town hall, we talked about the five mistakes guys make during COVID and that's taking no action or inaction or waiting this out. I think in my experience, you know, I've been doing this for almost 27 years and that is judges want to see you assert your rights at the first possible moment. And that could be when, you know, in your communications, if you find out and she says, you know what, we, this was supposed to be a temporary, but I think we're going to make it a permanent move. And that is the second communication I would imagine you would suggest would be object in writing, right? Absolutely. Know your objection in writing. Make that clear to her. I mean, again, do it in a cordial, polite, respectful way, but make clear that, that you're not okay with it. And then immediately after that, as you suggested, Scott, consult with an attorney because I, I can tell you in my jurisdictions, judges, that question is going to come up. What did you do to, uh, to preserve your rights? Why didn't you avail yourself of the court sooner than later? I mean, the other issue that could potentially come up is, you know, there could be jurisdictional issues that, that emerge if you don't if you don't take action quickly, but absolutely, um, you know, object in writing. Yeah, I think the one thing, as you suggest, the jurisdiction, we talked about this last week, we uh, talked about jurisdictional issues during COVID, and that is if you wait it out and, you know, mom perhaps gets an opportunity to secure what they would call home state jurisdiction under the UCCJEA, now you're in a fight of, do you know, am I fighting my battle in Texas versus where I live in Oklahoma or, you know, worst case, coast to coast. I mean, I think that's the, the worst case scenario is now you have to fight your battle in two states, right? Absolutely. And, and not only that, but now you get, you've got the jurisdictional question is going to come first. So you are now spending more money, more resources, mm -hmm. more time, time that you're not spending with your children, that you're losing battling this jurisdictional question first before you even get to the substantive issues at hand. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. So, you know, let's make the assumption now that guys have to file. I guess the question is, uh, let me back up, and, and, and this is important as we talk about filing, and I know uh, a fellow attorney, Diana Magala, talked a little bit about in Jersey. What's going on? Maybe update guys on the court system in Jersey. Can they file something? Is there e-filing? What's going on? So that's a great question, Scott. There is e-filing now. Um, all attorneys have access to it. Uh, the court is uh, is still accepting, um, you know, mail-in pleadings from uh, from pro se litigants. But as a general proposition, there is e-filing now. Uh, attorneys are able to do that. That's the preferred mechanism for filing, and you can get you can get things filed ASAP at this Good. point. Um, so, I, yeah, go ahead, please. I, I can also tell you the New Jersey courts have uh, they took a couple of weeks to uh, to put themselves in a position right now where they're able to move matters forward quickly through remote you know technology and access. Um, so. So there, there is that any delay that, that there may have been a couple of weeks ago is no longer in place right now. You mm -hmm. have access to the courts, you have the ability to file ASAP and you have the ability to get a hearing scheduled. And, uh, and you know, and at this point, you know, through Zoom technology, through remote technology, but you have the ability to get it in front of a judge and have it heard. So what would be, you know, if we talk about guys thinking, okay, I've got to do something, you know, either 
I've been denied custody. She's potentially relocated or she won't communicate. So I don't know. Um, and so what would be available? What would the uh, motions be? Are there temporary motions, emergency motions, we know contempt motion to modify what is available and suggested for guys that are potentially facing uh, a spouse, an ex-spouse who's relocated or potentially relocated? So that's a great question. I think I think it depends in part on uh, on whether whether there's an order in effect or not. If there if there's no order in effect, then it's going to probably be an initial an initial filing for, for custody. Depending on the circumstances, if if it warrants an emergent application, you may be able to file in New Jersey, for instance, an order to show cause. In which case, you would have a here you would have a, a a quick turnaround on a hearing. Um, you would have a judge take a review it quickly and um, and get back to you and maybe put us put a put an order in place preventing mom from relocating at that point in time until there were, were a lengthier hearing to occur. Um, as a general proposition, you know, that's the conversation to have with your attorney. It's going to be a fact-specific sort of determination. Uh, does it rise to the level of an emergency? But what I can tell you is, at least in New Jersey at this point in time, for guys out there, things are moving forward just as they would ordinarily move forward. They're, they're do, it's a little, it's different in the application in terms of how we're doing it. We're not in person in court, but they're moving forward. There's no delay at this point. So you have access to the courts and you have access to judges and you have a lot of options on the table, whether it's filing to modify, filing for contempt and enforcement of, of an existing order, filing an emergent application through an order to show cause. You know, it's as I do consultations, we talk about relocations and they're guys who haven't started the process of divorce. I, I think it's almost in some respects, maybe different in that it, it's more urgent. And, you know, I, I've always counseled guys, look, don't file unless your marriage is irretrievably broken, right? Or there's a compelling reason to file. And this would be one of them. If she's moved, you don't know where she is. You don't know when she's coming back or you do know, and she's not coming back. You got to file, file for divorce, right? That initial pleading action, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Take that action, file for divorce. And what I would say to guys is, look, if for whatever reason, and, and I, I think it's a bad idea, you can always withdraw a complaint for divorce if necessary down the road. I, I think you go ahead and file the complaint for divorce. I agree with that. But as a general proposition, you could file for custody separate and apart from, from the divorce action. So you could, you could preserve your parenting time and your custodial rights without actually triggering a, a divorce action. Now, I mean, that's another conversation you're going to want to have with your attorney ultimately. Uh, to determine best course of action, but that option's out there too. So you don't necessarily have to file it as part of a divorce. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as you get into it, I've done a, tried a, a dozens of these relocation cases over my, my time. And there, I feel like um, guys are the upper hand. Relocation is very difficult. Uh, whether you're the one relocating or you're fighting it, I think it's very difficult to relocate. Um, what are some of maybe the elements, what is needed to be proven? You know, I can tell you what I've, you know, talked about. We look at the comparing the school systems. We look at um, the availability of uh, exercising the court order custody that's already in place. You know, the reasonableness, the distance, the travel, the age of the kids, are those all kind of the, the things that courts will want to see in entertaining a relocation and an objection to a relocation? Yeah, I think that that's sort of the hodgepodge. I mean, feasibility of preserving the, the, the current parenting time schedule, uh, the, the extent and nature and quality of the relationship between the non-relocating parent and the, and the children, um, proximity. So again, we're talking about a, living in Philadelphia County in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, I can tell you that, you know, a move over the bridge in the South Jersey may be a 20 minute move. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an out of state move, but it may not really impact on significantly on, on your custodial rights. Whereas an interstate move, you know, from Philadelphia County to Pittsburgh to Allegheny County, 
that that's going to significantly impair on your custodial rights. So the court's always going to look at that. And I agree with you, Scott, in my experience, I think the courts are, um, are very sympathetic to fathers and to guides in, in, in these circumstances. I've heard numerous judges, I, uh, you know, indicate where there's, where it's going to significantly impair your rights. So there are a number of factors. Uh, you've laid them out, you know, schools, comparing schools, uh, the ability to preserve the relationship, um, you know, what the well-reasoned preference of the child, depending on their age and maturity level. Uh, mm -hmm. All of those are going to come into play. But ultimately, for, the, for, for a lot of judges, is it significantly impairing on, on one parent's rights, the ability to continue to exercise the, their parenting time that they have right now? And if so, there's really going to need to be a compelling justification for the, for the relocation. Yeah. I mean, I think with this, the one thing that may be working against guys um, in the future now and moving forward is that we've all become more accustomed to technology. And here we're utilizing great video conferencing and, you know, our kids are around the world are now distance learning using technology. And what we probably once thought was uh, interesting, unique exciting, you know, FaceTime, you know, we, we occasionally did it now it's everyday life. And maybe what works against guys now is I've only seen one or two cases around the country on this where judges have said, you know, a frequently meaningful contact with your child can be done via video conference. I've only seen two of those, one or two. And I, I fear a little bit that guys will now be faced with the challenge of showing that this isn't frequent and meaningful contact, even albeit accessible, um, easy to, to do, uh, regular and routine, if they're frequently meaningful, that's a challenge. I, I agree. All the more reason to file quickly. Yeah. File quickly, preserve your rights. I mean, the problem you're going to run into, I suspect, ultimately, is the longer you allow this to go and the more you are engaging with your children through, through FaceTime or Zoom tech or whatever the technology or application is, the harder it is going to be to, to make that argument that this isn't really meaningful, frequent contact that we're having with that I'm having with my children. So, again, I think... I think it's critically important and it may be counterintuitive. I know guys want to be good guys. Ultimately, they don't want to rock the boat oftentimes, but you have to preserve your rights and ultimately you have to preserve the rights of your children. And I think that's why I would, I would suggest file quickly, get it in front of the judge quickly before you can establish a, a new sort of normal or a new routine that, that may be antithetical to your interests. Yeah. I mean, it goes to the standard. I, I've, I've said this for years, but all the way dating back to the recession and, uh, you know, in the early 2000s where I said, you know, guys said, I can't afford to file. Well, you can't afford not to file. I mean, especially in instances like this, and, and you sit around, you've got to find a way to do it. You've got to find a way to enforce your rights. You've got to find a way to establish it. You know, it, it's worth it and it's necessary. So great stuff, Michael. I appreciate it. These are, this is a very, very important topic to guys, especially during COVID because they feel powerless, helpless. They can't, uh, you know, there's not that ease of travel. Uh, you know, we're sheltering in place around the country and, and it just creates more stress. So great stuff today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So as usual, we'll continue to bring you topics like this every day and each week, we'll, once a week, we'll cover questions that you have and then we'll try to answer those during this podcast. But tune into our virtual town hall on Thursdays where you can ask your question live and get answers live from our panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys from around the country, including the UK. So if you have uh, questions and you want a consultation, of course, as I said, we're available at 866-DADS-LAW or CordellCordell.com. You can look us up on the web. You can find out more answers. Until next time, have a good week.